Hi, I'm Jack. And I'm Kevin. This is Good Company in the Car. Can't help it, the girl can't help it. Can't help it, the girl can't help it. She walks by, the mean folks can't even Good evening, Jack. Good. Hi. Hey, how are you? I'm. Well, I'm fine, Kevin. How are you? <laughs> I was. I'm not gonna. I can't think of any more Jack things. And uh, you know, if anybody, any anybody on the Facebook group, if you want to send me one, I'll no. use it. <laughs> that'll get I don't help. Want people throw all kinds of Jack insults at me. No, I did. <laughs> well, that. Would, they're not insults. It's just like Listen, how I can. I'll, my name's easy enough to make fun of. You can't make fun of Kevin. How do you make fun of Kevin? <laughs> it kind of makes fun of itself. Well, of Kevin, so Kevin is boy. the male Karen, but I you haven't gotten that problem, so no. that's not a problem. Is it? Is Kevin used to... It's supposed to be the male Karen. Oh, I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was like the nerdy guy. You are guy. so not a, Kev, a Karen. No, I'm not. I try not to be. Um, well, you know, at least out in public at home. Yeah, yeah, I'm a shrew. Rave. Yeah. Oh, yeah, God. I'm, I'm, I'm white. I'm a white man, and I should be able to get away with all this stuff. That's it's, me. Entitlement. it's not happening. Where's masculine. my drink? Yeah. Ma- toxic masculinity <laughs> right here. <laughs> no, I'm not. I try to be good. I... <laughs> Hold on, that really made me laugh. That's funny. Okay, yeah. I was um, walking the puss earlier and talking to some people, and then uh, these two Mormon kids on Aww. their do- on their mission. Well, they were maybe eighteen or nineteen. Yeah, that's and I was like, I have a lot of respect for them. And you were immediately like, they're doing no. it to get laid. No, no, it, it's it's such a it's such a messed up. It's so messed up. Like they have to pay to do that Mm -hmm. it's it's not and i speak from firsthand secondhand experience okay so i knew a guy who did it yeah and i were any and because uh because they're oh if you're a practicing mormon everybody's supposed to do it right or at least the men well you're supposed to but a lot of people can't afford to do it you have to pay your rent you have to pay and a lot of people can't afford to do that so it's it's not a bad thing that they don't do it but it's i I don't think it's a seriously bad thing but it's a real badge of honor if you do it. yeah it's a super badge of honor and it It couldn't have been nicer that's (laughs) that's what they want that's what that that's exactly who they get that's who they send out in the world Mm-hmm. They want to send those people out. So this guy that I knew at work who did it, of course, you know, as soon as he said it, it's like, that's a cult. You know, it's the mm-hmm. first thing out of my mouth. And he was like, and he was able to like, bang, bang, boom, right back at me. No, it's, you know. and then I started laughing. He goes, yeah, it's a bunch of, you know. Yeah, he, well, it's he, he has He's a recovering whatever, mm-hmm. the same way I'm, you know, yeah. whatever. Okay. And uh, he was laughing. And he's like, oh, yeah, we loved when we were on our, he was in East LA. Yeah. And he Ooh, spoke wow. fluent. He was a white blonde guy, and he spoke, <laughs> and he spoke fluent Spanish. Spanish, and he goes, he goes. I was so sick of getting my bicycle stolen. I spray painted it hot pink. Uh-huh. I didn't care. People wouldn't take it. It's like, <laughs> and, and he said, but he's bring the fight to the street. Yeah, yeah. And he was Good saying the other thing that he said was that he goes, uh, you. It was part. It was like, and I don't want to say wedding planning but or, there's a word and i just can't think of it these guys would go on these on these missions missions and the people that the, whatever church that is in the area that they go to mm-hmm. give them food mm-hmm. and give them a lot of entertainment and invite them over and do things and a lot of it is they they're picking the best um, the best young Mormons the best for their daughters Mormons for their daughters okay. yeah so he was laughing and he was like oh yeah he's like if there was a hot girl you know I was like oh good we're getting fed and there's a girl you know and of course she may be my wife right <laughs> 
<laughs> eventually. Oh, okay. And, and I, to me, I, I was like, oh, they're pure as the driven snow, and they are. But there's well, an but angle. It's no they're human. Than any any other, I I know a lot of kids who went to Baptist camp, and it, it is it is a calling. It is mm. definitely. I I said this to you once before, and you didn't believe me. There was a time when I thought I was going I'm to go. So glad I'm not holding a drink in, right now in, because I would drop it even now. The, well, but you know that there was a time in my life when church, going to church, whenever the church was open, was a very important thing to mm. my life, mm. and people had a tendency to erode that feeling. So I stopped going to church. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, <laughs> but anyway, so so these people that go on these missions, it's their, it's it is a it is a calling. It yeah, is a, it yeah. is a it is a thing. I and just have so much respect for them I, because it must be I so intimidating too. to be walking in everyone and being like, "Excuse me, can I, like Jehovah's Witness, can I talk to you about Christ?" It's like, well, uh, I'd rather not. Well, somebody did it to me in the grocery store not that long ago, and it wasn't a Mormon. It was like, "Hey, I'm at the so and so Baptist church around the corner," and when he said it to me, yeah. I kind of bark laughed a little because uh-huh. I was like, "I am in the grocery store. Get out of my way!" Oh so- yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, he picked the wrong person. <laughs> he picked the wrong. But I was all smiling and happy till he said that. Yeah. So oh, yeah, wow. you know. Anyway, so I'm a horrible person. I know that. Speaking of horrible people, uh, yeah. You want to do? Why don't? Shall we start the episode? <laughs> yes, please start with the start. Yes. Yeah, Thanks with- the cake. Okay. Well, we're this week we're taking an easy one. Uh, easy. Well, forensic files. I love them. Forensic files. Season nine. Season nine. Episode eight. Episode eight. Bad medicine. Your love is like bad medicine. Bad medicine is what I need. She get up. I really thought that was a really weak follow up because their debut album had all those really strong singles, and then this was the debut single on their second Bon Jovi's second album. Oh, I don't know. And I was like, "That's your. That's what you're coming. Bad medicine is your thing. It's not a good song." I don't know about. I only know the big, big, big song. Yeah. So I don't know what this was after living on a prayer and the other one. Okay, I'm not gonna. Yeah. Singing the five seconds of every big song I ever know. Yeah. Um, it's 1997. We 1997. are in Seneca, New York, which Seneca, is a suburb New of York. Buffalo, New York, which Buffalo, is just awful. Yeah. And we're not going to do that. <laughs> I can't help it. I find it really funny. Okay. So uh, we've got home video of the Pignataro family. It's Halloween. Pignataro. She's Pig- a stand-up comedian. Pignataro. Pignataro. We're going to say that name a lot. Tig Nataro. Tig Nataro. Tig Nataro is a stand-up comedian who I find is kind of humorous, but that's not who we're talking about. No, no, it's not. (laughs) And it's a home video, a Halloween, and we see Tony Pignataro is dressed as a clown, and he's kind of yucking it up for the camera. And this is a Tony has a thriving plastic surgery business going out of his um. There's so much out of his office, and uh, he does the surgeries cheap. He was locally famous for. These cheap procedures, but he's also an entrepreneur. What's his product, Jack? Oh my God, oh, is it a snap-on toupee? Snap-on toupee. He drills four. Bolts, bolts into your head and that's where you attach the toupee and they show a picture of him without it on and with it on and, and it, when, he, you when know they, as soon as i saw him the picture of him i went that's a t- in my I oh it's it's terrible i didn't even say it out you loud you can spot it across the room toupee. and it's yeah, like yeah, i'm yeah. not only a member but i'm, I'm not uh, only the owner of star, strap on toupees but i'm also a member strap on oh no, the old completely hair, different concept the old hair oh club. i know exactly what and you're that guy said about. i'm not only the president but i'm also a member but a strap on toupees is really funny if you think about it i would like to do a little PSA right now. Right. If you're losing your hair, just 
accept it yeah. because I'm not proud that I'm bald, but listen, I accepted it and I shaved my head. Well, you, you're one of those people who actually looks good bald. I don't look, I, well, thank you. I don't look bad bald, but like my dad had lost his hair and he well, just it, kind of shaved you have his head. excess testosterone coursing through your body. Well, that's part of it. It just forces but, the hair out of your skull. That's part of it. And that's also toxic. why I'm angry all the time. But, but Is that like, it? Oh, <laughs> testosterone? Yeah, that's, that's people who are quick to anger. They usually have a high testosterone. Okay, level. I thought okay, it was something else. But I want to make this point about losing your hair. Okay. If you're losing your hair, you got to embrace it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can do the ointments and the lotions and the potions and the pills and all that kind of stuff, but you can tell. Yeah. I've seen people who had $20,000 toupees, and I'm like, that's too bad. Yeah, they're so easy to <laughs> spot. Like and at some so- point, if you're wearing it because you want to impress a girl, at some point they're going to see you, you gotta, without the toupee. You got to take it off. You're going to, it's going to, yeah, it's, it's a thing. It's, I don't have the full head of hair but. but you but you are not i would never classify you as a bald uh, your hair's still a little thin on the front but you're not a balding guy i was losing my hair when i was 20 mm-hmm. so it's not a big deal to me right but my point of this is just accept, accept it. Accept it. I agree. Shave your head. I agree. Don't try to comb it over. Don't try. And the other thing is, is the guys that wear hats all the time, they wear a baseball hat yes. all the time. Yes. Tim McGraw. You, Tim McGraw uh, always has, always has a cap on. take your hat off and you're bald. Yeah. Tim McGraw and um, what's his name from Poison? The lead singer for Poison? Uh, Nicky something or no. Uh, no, Brett Michaels. Brett Michaels. He always has a bandana because he's bald. Yeah, yeah, And um, See, you know. their disguise when they're doing incognito. They go, they just. Take, the Take that off, and they're a ball yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jimi Hendrix was a member of the Hair Club for Men. Did you know that? No, I did not. Yeah, he had it. That was a weave. I think Tony Pignatero looks like an evil Alex Trebek. Uh, <laughs> but we use his actual wife in the reenactments. But we have a reenactment Tony who looks really like him. Good. Forensic Files is always really good with their reenactment. Uh, ID and Oxygen, not so much. They they go they get real poetic license. But Forensic Files, they they whoever's doing it, they always get somebody who looks like them. This is going to be one of the most racist statements you're ever going to hear me say. How hard is it in upstate New York is it to find a tall, skinny Italian guy? Oh, yeah, they you're right. They all kind of look alike. You no can't swing a cat person. without hitting it. Exactly. one of those guys. He's got thick, hairy chest because there's uh, a picture of him in the pool. He's got a hairy chest. He's got a mustache. He's got a lot of hair. Yeah. Of course, his is a wig. But, uh, you know. We see his wife, Deborah, right off the bat. And when I was first looking this up, I misread that he killed his wife. Tried to kill his Tried wife is what I read. But in my head, but that's a, I heard That's a spoiler, killed. so let's be careful. I know. Anyway, here's Deborah. Deborah. He's always been different. And he just came up with this idea. I could say off the top of his head, but... So she is weirdly present for this documentary, and I don't... Do you know? Well, we'll get to well, it. We, it's, we a, it's a journey. Why, but... So he performs most of his procedures in the basement of his office. And Sarah Smith is a 26-year-old mother. Wait, I just want to say this before we get into this actual, actual victim. He was a local celebrity. Yeah, I, I think I mentioned Lamborghini. that. Lamborghini. Oh. He drove a Lamborghini. Oh, because he was he making that was much money. making so much money. Mm-hmm. Now, before we get into anything that goes on, if you are making that kind of money, wouldn't you safeguard yourself I, I, I again his arrogance his arrogance is his undoing mm, and his arrogance is it, he had a Lamborghini yes he did so he clearly he's doing very well so he was flashy hey pay attention to me pay attention to yeah, me yeah he's a narcissist and look to the left look to the right there were rumors that he was screwing around on his wife 
earlier in the marriage before they had kids. Okay, we're going to save that for the... We're only going to talk about the episode, then we'll do the post... Oh, fine. Right? So, Sarah Smith is a 26-year-old mother. She's got two kids, and she's scheduled a breast augmentation. Tony has no registered nurse. He's got his wife, who is a practical nurse, and then... Uh, uh, She's an LPN, I believe. Licensed practical nurse and another uh, another nurse in attendance but not a, no registered nurse and he has no anesthesiologist he has no ventilator ventilator as well so is the wife not negligible at all in no this? she's not she is not it's okay. all him he is it is all him so during the procedure sarah starts to wake up and literally says ouch so he gives her another injection of sodium pentothal, sodium pentothal. and her body starts to shut down at that point he broke scrub and I remember him tapping her on the chest and calling out her name, but there was no answer. And then all hell broke loose. When local prosecutors learned about the incident, they conducted an investigation. They learned that Dr. Pignataro was not a board-certified plastic surgeon. In fact, he wasn't a plastic surgeon at all. Yeah, so he's not even a surgeon. He's a board-certified doctor, but he's not even ear, nose, and throat. He's just a doctor. He's parading himself as a qualified, licensed plastic surgeon. How is this not regulated I, that, more? The the whole time I was watching that, I'm thinking, how was the... the everything... I'm assuming it's because of the time. I, but, but, but this was but, 1997. I know, but everything like that is regulated so I mean, so the medical heavily. industry, yes, they, I, that Maybe. was one of... Because they were getting paid. They, they were paying their licenses and all I, that I, kind I, of stuff. His dad is a surgeon in Buffalo. He comes right, from a family right. of surgeons and, you know, well-respected. But you don't get away with that shit. Medical stuff is regulated. Know, I don't know. How did? How does he saying I am a plastic surgeon, and no other plastic surgeon in Buffalo was like, wait a, wait tick, a minute, you're not. You're not. And you're do- how do you, I don't get it How are you all. doing a breast augmentation for 400 bucks when that it costs me 4000 When you That you should be doing in a hospital, yeah. so, and you're doing it out of your office. Mm-hmm. So they said if he had a ventilator, she would have survived. It's as simple as that. With all the other stuff that he was neglectful about, if he had simply had a ventilator, that would have saved her. And that's exactly what I go back to what I was saying before about the Lamborghini. Yeah. If this is your... If you're doing that well... Why wouldn't you have... have, have Tighten your shit up. Yeah, Really? Tighten your shit... That's a new phrase that Kevin's been using a lot lately. Tighten that shit up. That's very funny. Well, he takes a plea deal and he pleads guilty to criminally negligent homicide. And this, this really chaps my ass. He gets a $5,000 fine. What? He gets six months in prison and 250 hours of community service. He literally killed someone. In my opinion, his negligence killed someone. Six months in jail? Was it it because his family had connections? No, no, no. It's because he's saying it was all an accident. There was no ill intent. There was no ill will. This was all some sort of a fluke accident that this happened. No, 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 no. And that's why... Not on my watch, Tony. Well, I I agree with you. However, However, that's the way the law looked at it because no. he was a doctor, because he was all this kind of stuff. And he didn't get to wear that toupee in jail. <laughs> I would have loved to have been there. You hear this snapping sound? And that's the other were bolts on his head when he was in there. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I wonder what his prison nicknames were, like Sparky or, you know, <laughs> Frankenstein. Uh, uh, bolt head or he, what? But he lost <laughs> his top. license. So, yeah, therefore, he because he lost his license, there's no way for him to make right. money. And he can't leave the area because one of his parole stipulations was he has to stay in. In the area oof, oof. so he's having trouble getting work somebody spray paints killer on his fence and he's getting death threats so if you thought it couldn't get worse it starts getting worse for years he had you know went to school done residencies he 
gone quite a few years to do this, and that was taken away from all of us. So the stress of the situation takes its toll on the marriage, Did and his they hair fall split out? up. <laughs> what? Did his, his hair, hair fall out? <laughs> his body hair falls out. He had enough body. Maybe his body hair fell out. See, and that was another thing. They, had, they were showing a home video. Oh, he was a super successful doctor, and he yeah. had a Lamborghini, yeah. and he's in the backyard in a- in Oh, a, that baby pool? In a you baby said he couldn't pool. have been- you were, that And was I'm kinda, like- he couldn't have been that successful. You know, in ground in ground pools in upstate New York are a waste of time. You he can use had a Lamborghini. I don't care. Even if you he have could money, afford to have it in the a swim. The swimming season in Buffalo, New York, is about eight hours, and it happens on like <laughs> July seventh. Well, no, it's the worst. In ground pools in that part of New York are not a thing. They're just not. It's for like, the wealthy. They are. Ugh. Um, <laughs> and, as, and he's such a successful I'm over here doing air quotes successful doctor <laughs> well we learned that Tony's mom has been there, it would be even worse except Tony's mom is slipping him money Tony's dad is a, a surgeon surgeons make good money so they're able they're, they're not she's, you know she's, destitute yeah she's keeping them she's she's keeping them she's but they never but them. they never say that Seneca is a suburb of Buffalo it's the sort of thing that Forensic Files is usually really good about you know but they, you're, they just say Erie County they say Seneca Seneca is for all intents and purposes. It's like Bethesda to Washington. It's right. just a suburb, and it's a shitty suburb, but... <laughs> uh, okay. But he had a Lamborghini. Okay, this next part is feeding right into our bailiwick, <gasps> which is a word I hate. Bailiwick? But we start getting the symptoms. <gasps> Deborah starts getting the symptoms. I had thought I had the flu for months, just maybe a little case of the flu because I would get nauseous and vomit and just not be myself. So, Jack, is your spidey sense tingling? Because mine is. And I, of course, yes. My, But, of course, in my head, I'm immediately thinking, ah, I know why he's doing this. That's a spoiler. And I'm not going to say the spoiler's wrong, but the spoiler's wrong. I thought, oh, I understand why he's doing this. Okay. All right. So, Tony thinks it's her gallbladder, and he is trying to encourage her physicians to have her undergo a gallbladder procedure, and I don't even know how he thinks he's going to argue that. Especially he's, he's since he was a, you Suspended know. license. He's not even- <laughs> Who's like, going to listen to that? Right, and he somehow thinks he's going to convince the surgeons to perform this extremely invasive procedure on her when she's literally deathly ill, but they won't do it. Tony thought Debbie's gallbladder should have been surgically removed, but her doctors disagreed. I was so weak and my condition was so grave that I probably would have died on the table, I was told. Eventually her symptoms subside, but then they return again. And then his daughter gets ill and, and she has an episode. The daughter has the episode and I'm thinking, this motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, it seems real sinister for a minute and it's, it's, it is it's bad, but we actually see footage of her being pushed around town in a wheelchair. She, the, I, the wife, yeah, the wife, yep. the wife. And yes. uh, I see other people taking pictures of her. She must have had some sort of notoriety. Are you kidding what did I just tell you? This was they were local. He this yeah. this Nataro guy. This is high a, profile. Shit. Was a was a, a, a in his community. Everybody knew who he was. Mm. Everybody knew who he was. Yeah, her symptoms get better, and then they get really bad. In July of uh, 1999, she goes to the hospital, and Doctor Snyderman, the mumbling PhD, I thought he was a doctor who was treating her, decides to look at her bone marrow under a microscope, and what he sees literally shocks him. I looked once, I looked twice, and I couldn't believe my eyes. It, it looked like something that I remembered reading about in medical school. I was able to complete the description of arsenic in my mind, and it fit her perfectly. 
her arsenic levels end up being one of the highest ever recorded in a living oh, person. Oh my, oh my god! How is that not coming up in the blood test? I I don't know. Is it is it because is arsenic like really uh, insidious are, the way like? Listen, I have absolutely no idea when it comes to this stuff, but it just seems to me if they're doing oh you know she's not doing so well, we need to do a blood test just to you know it seems like whenever you go to the doctor they take blood to do a quick test. Mm-hmm. How that wouldn't show up in the blood if it's that high? Yeah, if the arsenic is so high that it was melt just, like like the needles <laughs> dissolve, dissolving from the, from the from the uh, arsenic in the in the blood yeah exactly everybody's like wait a tick you think she might be <laughs> something might be going on that's funny when debbie pignataro was diagnosed with arsenic poisoning doctors also tested her husband tony and their two children their daughter had higher than normal levels of arsenic in her system but her son and husband were normal and I, of course, thought, well, of course he's not going to do anything to his son. Yeah, yeah, but he, he might, be, yeah, it might, something sinister with the, the women in his life. Because you know, I'm women, watching this daughter. show and I'm thinking, oh, he's obviously a, du- a du- you know, a bad guy, mm-hmm. a douchebag, and oh, he's not going to do anything to his son. Right. But the women, oh, you know, women. Well, you know, we, yeah, yeah, we find yeah. out. But for a while, I thought that too. I was like, oh, you fucking That's exactly son of what a I thought. bitch. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, so arsenic was used back in the late, uh, 1900s, early 20th century. Uh, it, was, it was the primary ingredient in embalming fluids. And area churches with older grave sites had contaminated some of the water in the area. So they checked the water to make sure that maybe there wasn't just incidental arsenic poisoning in the water. Didn't really make sense to me because the whole family would have shown it, it not just her. Why is she bioaccumulating that it? That and the likelihood of the, I mean, the amount of people that would have had to have been infect, uh, yeah, leaching just, into the local water. So they, they just do diligence, I guess. So then they think maybe she's doing it to herself. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) It made me very angry. I mean, if anybody knew me, they would know that I would never do this to myself. I mean, first of all, I wouldn't do it to my children. Second of all, it's just, if I wanted to hurt myself, I wouldn't do it this slow, torturous, painful way. I agree 100%. That's absurd. I'm going to slowly, hideously poison myself with arsenic to what end? I I agree with her. I, I would have been mad. Pain, painfully. Painfully. And to what end? Well, there's that Munchausen thing, but... Oh, I suppose. I suppose. So the investigators talk to the daughter and they ask her, what did she eat the day that she got sick? Tony suspects it might be Sarah Smith's family. He postulates ever so helpfully that Sarah's husband might be trying to off Deborah as a revenge. You took my wife, I'll take yours. But they have long since moved to the Midwest, which I originally said, oh, that's got to be. And I'm like, oh, anything's better than Buffalo. (laughs) I don't care. (laughs) Especially when there had been threats and... uh, uh, vandalism and and all that kind of stuff going on. So it kind of in a weird way. It was like, oh, okay, that could happen. The investigators talked to the daughter and asked her what she ate the day that she got sick. She said she ate her mom's leftover soup. And at this point, Deborah has this shocking realization. She remembers that day because it was, you know, her daughter getting sick. Tony had brought her up soup that he had made, and I think it's Lipton noodle soup <laughs> out of a packet and it brought it to Campbell's. her and brought her too much. And she said, I can't eat all of this so there was some left downstairs okay in the reenactment the daughter is clearly ladling what looks like rice out of a 
<laughs> now, these are the kind of details. I expect this from Oxygen. I expect this from ID. But Forensic Files, whoever does your continuity and all that stuff is the best. I don't like seeing this. I'll let it slide, ID. I'll let it slide, Oxygen. But Forensic Files, no. So let's go back to the Texas murders once again. Now, they, like they did with the nobles and with the recovered remains from the Norton sisters, they're like, we are arsenic never goes away. But they had her hair, Lita Noble's hair. Hair grows about a centimeter a month. So they were able to go back and find the timeline for the poisonings for Lita back in Texas. And they were able to find the poisoning timeline for Deborah. And it looks like those two were estranged. Tony and Deborah were estranged. And then uh, they gotten back together. They got back together in May of 1999. They're looking at her hair. The poisoning start in May of 1999. Up and down, up and down with a huge poisoning dose in late July of 1999. The same day that the daughter gets sick. The way they do it is they took, you know, a sample wait, of- Wait, 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 wait. I want to say this because you're going to say it really smart. And I want to say it really stupid. They literally took her hair and taped it to a piece of paper that had the centimeter marks on it yeah. because that's how your hair grows. Usually a centimeter a month. Is yes. that what they said? That's right. And they cut they cut the hair into centimeter segments. segments and put it each one and then they liquefied that to look for the metals that they think are going to be involved in the arsenic poisoning. Well and put. I mean like... This looked so low tech to me at first. It did to me too. <laughs> that and it's weird. It was because pieces of paper with hair tape to it. And, and they took each segment and they dissolved it with acid. They used atomic absorption spectrophotometry, which is a system we use at work to analyze mm, our no, contaminant no. samples, right? But it looks it has to be low tech at some point. You think you're thinking that they're gonna like upload it into the mainframe of the computer or something happens. No, they're looking but it's for very, the metal. They were just using a yeah, just a little like a like craft a knife. Yeah, and, and like then, a craft knife. <laughs> they went to Michael's to get the stuff to put together to find the arsenic. But it, in her it's, hair. That, it's that simple, and and so we learned how long this has been going on. And it started in May of '99, and by July he's pulling out all the stops. But why didn't she die from the massive dose of arsenic? Medical experts say this was miscalculation. When Tony gave his wife smaller doses of poison, she developed a tolerance for it. So the higher doses later had less of an effect. So like Lita Noble in Texas, she's not going down. <laughs> yeah, the Smiths are not suspects. They've moved to the Midwest. God bless them. Now, the foreshadowing before the now excised commercial break of a framed picture of Tony amidst whiskey bottles and pills is pure forensic files because now we know player number three has entered the game and it's going to be something bad. The people who are doing the analyses of her hair samples ask her literally when was the funeral for the person who these samples came from? Because they thought the person was dead. <laughs> because, as you said, they'd never seen a live person with that much arsenic in their system. She had something like 50 gazillion times the amount of survivable had, arsenic. Yeah, they had a little chart. It was like, you know, casual, uh, deathly, and then hers was like four times taller than the death dose. The it's it's cartoonishly people. toxic. <laughs> um, so now the Forensic Files is really good. They're, they're intentionally kind of lead us down a bunch of different paths, and then they sew it all back up. And it's kind of the satisfying part of Forensic Files. We learned they were estranged in March of 99. They reconciled in 99 in May, and the arsenic shows up. Her largest dose comes in late July. They put her in the hospital. Tony then tries to convince the doctors to remove her gallbladder, a procedure that would almost assuredly would have killed her. The daughter now tells cops she remembers her dad putting these little baits around the house, these little circular tins, and they were insect baits. 
And the investigators realized the way she described them as circular. It was a particular it, type. It was a type, Grants. The president of the company revealed their product contained arsenic. He told me that two of those hand stacks, which would contain four tins, would be enough to be fatally toxic to a 150-pound man. Grants kills ants. That's their slogan. That's on the, on the do they not use arsenic in that kind of stuff anymore? They uh, probably do, they, don't they? I This was over 20 years ago. I know they are gradually using newer, like, life form specified poisons, like that they won't kill dogs, but will kill roaches and, oh. you know, will kill weeds, but not grass. And arsenic was such a broad biocide. Yeah, 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 I yeah. suspect it's. Ooh, been, one uh, more time. What is arsenic? Biocide. <laughs> Look at you and your 50 cent words. Well, over you there. know, I've got to be over. What is that Someone's thing? Someone's got a college education. <laughs> oh, what, look at that. What did what I suffer from? You said I suffer from big word syndrome. Oh, I can't remember. What, see, uh, I can't remember. There's a title for it, but it's literally the per, a person who uses big words. Oh, that with a shot of the Eckerds by them that <laughs> he bought it from. Eckerds. I remember Eckerds. Uh, and and, it, and it's, it's a day, there's no leaves on the tree, and the woman who walks by is bundled up, and I'm you can see the New salt York. on the cars. Were you having some PTSD? I, I was, and that could have been filmed. <laughs> In January, but it very equally could have been filmed in May, because that's how awful it is up there. He's over there having fits. Oh, that's it, funny. It's oh, taking me oh, right back. <laughs> so one of the, the detectives working the case updates us. He became associated with a few cons in prison and was able to get involved with uh, heroin. And he kept in contact with one particular person who would supply him with his narcotics after he got released from prison. So yeah, he stayed in contact with one of his prison cronies. He's hooked on smack. Uh, he's afraid his mother will disown him because she doesn't approve of divorce, much less the affair he's having. And he's afraid he's going to be cut out of the family will. And of course, my first thought process was, wouldn't it have been easier to just kill the mother? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you are a psychopath. No, but, but I'm thinking like he's trying to kill someone. Yeah. Now, now this actually comes into play because I'm thinking, well, what, why don't you, if you're worried about just being disinherited, kill, kill just the kill mom. the mother. I think he maybe loved his mom? Nope. No, okay. Nope. We'll, we'll get back to that. You must know something. So now we get back to, with the investigators. They find this manuscript he's written, MD, um, funny, mass destruction. You know, MD for medical doctor, mass roll, destruction. I am so roll, I am and rolling my eyes. Tony's personal story of how he was railroaded by the medical community and the legal system, and he was wronged at every turn, and I'm sure it was dreadful. I'm sure it was absolutely dreadful. But this is what they speculate now, was motive. If he can convince the doctors to perform mm. the gallbladdery surgery. Gallbladdery? If he can convince... <laughs> you should leave that in because that was funny. Especially when you used all them big words. I know. I'm terrible. <laughs> if he can convince them to do the surgery and she dies, he'll be vindicated and he'll say, see, he'll people use... die in surgery. Even my own wife, she had a ventilator, she had an anesthesiologist and she still died. So, and he's thinking in his twisted world, he's going to get his medical license back. So that makes... Now see, then it was all... <gasps> Oh, mm -hmm. he was poisoning his wife so she would die when they removed her gallbladder mm -hmm. so he could get his medical license He could just back. say, see, see, it happens all the time. That is, so, I'm not even mad. So my thing about the daughter, that was a, that was a accidental, completely accidental. He didn't want to kill his mother because he didn't care. Right. He was orchestrating all of this. It's so twisted. And I... 
just leave. Yeah, just, just leave. leave. Just Make leave. that as a t-shirt. It's not working out. Just, just leave. leave. That'll be our first t-shirt. Yeah. So he fucks up. We find out that since he started out giving her lower doses, and I'm surprised as, as educated as he was, he's no well, genius, well, but he didn't look up how arsenic poisoning works. So he gave her small doses at the beginning and kind of increased them thinking she was going to die she was building up a resistance to it so even when he shoveled that you know pretty much opened her mouth up and shoveled (laughs) one of those amp traps down her throat she survived she was able to survive i don't want to say this because this sounds really mean but she wasn't she wasn't that big but she was not a small girl a small gal did that have any bearing on it well or when they said when, when, when the investigator was talking to the representative from grant's pesticide company he said four of these little tins would have enough poison to kill a 150 pound man. man now i'm gonna look over the patriarchal masculine toxicity we're not talking we're talking about a woman here and he has to say a 150 pound man he well, could have said a 150 just- pound woman but if she, because they showed the pictures of her in the wheelchair, yeah. she's even, not, even but see, when even she s- was sick, she was she, not. She had enough arsenic in her to drop five draft horses. But that's why I'm curious. Like, I'm my point is, is the 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 way a woman's body is situated no. different than a man's enough that uh, well, women po- are. Arsenic- I mean, their physiology and their you know that it is, I think, more robust. I mean, women are are stronger than men in a lot of ways physiologically. Yeah, yeah. You know, for childbirth and right, you know, right, right, but right. I there's no way it really made any difference. He was she so, just and, and, and he actually did his own damage to his own self. If he had just given her all the arsenic in the first place, if he she'd just have dropped knocked her out. Yeah, but no, he he gave, he gave her enough to make her intolerant. To yeah, it. to, so yeah, funny. he kind of he he saved her life. So in this a way. goes in my notes. Oh, Don't great. do the little bits of arsenic. <laughs> do it all at once. I'll never get those graves lines on my finger. Will I? <laughs> um, so they also think he did the vandal. The, he's the one who vandalized the fence, right? But finally, Deborah, who's been so ridiculously um, at the beginning, when she's like, "Oh, he's always a little weird," and I, you know, she speaks when she's speaking of him, it's not without any anger. It's almost lovingly when she, she because first, she loved him. Oh God, how could you? But she loved him. She's a good person. Well, she finally gives me what I want to hear. <laughs> Give it to me, Deborah. He deserves to be injected with as much arsenic as he gave me. He deserves to go through the hell that I went through. And the pain, that's what I feel he deserves. God, thank you. Yes, give him a big bowl of Campbell's chicken and rice soup and arsenic and maybe some crackers. <laughs> I'm not a monster. <laughs> so he pleads guilty to attempted first degree assault and he only gets 15 years. How is this possible? How is this po- How does he get 15 years? But there's also like, well, he... I'm How, not, I'm, I, 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 the, I, this will never make sense to me. <laughs> he tried to kill. That's that's attempted murder and that's you go to jail forever. But it's not only attempted murder, but he's already been to jail for being a negligent yeah, uh, I, no, uh, no, no, person they, and losing if, his medical if, license. They were, so they, all of that complex, all of that together isn't painting a worse picture? I, you know, in the 90s, they were throwing away teenagers selling weed for life you know if they got caught three times selling design you know it was yeah. so I, I mean prison justice reform easy everybody can get on their soapbox about that but it's the worst so as part of the plea he says he's going to tell them where he got the arsenic Pignataro promised to tell where he obtained the arsenic and how he administered it but he never honored that part of the plea agreement 
but for some reason, he never honors that arrangement. And how the hell does that happen? That was part of your plea deal. You have to show us or you're getting life. <laughs> right? Am I, am well, I, I, guess, I feel like I I'm mean, taking crazy point, pills. Well, I guess at that point, they're like, well, he's going to jail. Yeah, but you got to show us where you got the arsenic. He well, got it from like... the ant poison. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right. Well, so for long-suffering Debbie, the symptoms are permanent. In the Marie Hilly case, her daughter was young enough so that the she arsenic... Eventually, she yeah, got she better. Eventually but got but Debbie doesn't. And to this day, she has nerve damage and fine motor uh, movement impairment that will never, ever get better. All right, Forensic Files, close it out. I can't believe any human being would do this to someone that they even cared about. I mean, maybe he didn't love me anymore, but there's other alternatives. You don't, you know, do this to someone, the mother of your kids. The hair on her head was the key evidence that pointed to, again, only one person could have done it. In the long run, his arrogance is what got him convicted, you know, thinking he'd outsmart everyone and he outsmarted himself. So, yeah, that's the story of Tony Pignatero, and he's done, but he's not done. Shall we talk shit about what happened after yeah, he got then, out? The, the, in, the, in the research. I, I'm not throwing a record scratch because it's like, he, he's not I like done. the sound effect. You, you're pretty good with the sound <laughs> Thank effect. Thank you. Very yeah, nice. the, yeah, the, 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 re- the research on him, uh, it, was, it was the gift that keeps on giving. So you go ahead, and I'll jump in. Okay. Well, when, he was, uh, when Sarah Smith was on the table and then the first responders got there, he was trying to clear her airway with a coat hanger. Oh, my God. He, that, he had a coat hanger down her throat trying to open up her airway. The I, practical nurse that was there was a teenage intern. Oh. It was his wife and a teenage intern from the nursing school. And I'm going back to my original statement. This is your local celebrity. You are affording a fabulous life. Spend the extra money. Have to- a staff. Have <laughs> a... a, a, a- <laughs> You know, I, but I mean, I get it. it's bare bones. He's doing these surgeries cheap. He's clearing a lot of money. He doesn't have much overhead. But you know, eventually. Something's going to happen. Yeah. Prior to this, he did a liposuction on a lipo. 30-something woman. You're not British. Uh, lipo. <laughs> Did you get your jab? I got. We got our booster jabs. Hey, everybody, we got our booster jabs. Knock me uh, on my ass. Yeah, we both got a little sick from that one. He did that. He sent her home. Her husband was like, you could put your hand into her abdomen. The staples were so far apart, and there was so much, and it was like a gaping, weeping wound. It was There was so much blood on the floor, their daughter had to mop it up. She had to go to the hospital in the middle of the night. The surgeons were appalled. She was septic. Two days later, at two in the morning, this asshole shows up with her medical chart, wakes her up, and tells her, you need to get out of this hospital right now because it was doing damage to his reputation. And do you believe they, that? Uh, yes. And that's part of why nobody knew he was he was doing he was messing up pre Yelp pre yeah. you know yeah, yeah, pre yeah, all yeah, he was getting stuff. away with it. So he was he was he apparently there were other cases of where he'd done right. things wrong she could, and other people didn't know about. Her it. husband called and said she's bleeding like no 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 that that's excess surgical fluid it's fine this is all perfectly natural. Then they got to the hospital like hell no this isn't natural and they got her and and he was there's a, a doctor death which is another series we might get to that mm-hmm. guy got away with this same stuff too he just gaslighted his patients into thinking all of this malpractice was right, normal right right he couldn't get into a medical school of any note he went to medical school in puerto rico and there are private medical schools in the caribbean that's a known thing if yeah. you can't really swing you yeah, go to st yeah, martin yeah. or you go to aruba this one but puerto rico i know you're the u.s bad. sometimes sometimes these people aren't bad 
doctors no. that just couldn't get into good schools. But this guy apparently it was like he was so desperate he could not. Apparently he applied everywhere. Yes, and nobody would take. And he him. got into this D-listing yeah. one in Puerto Rico. He had life insurance on Deborah. Forensic Files didn't go into this because this was the final box on this, <laughs> and it re- and it totally was part of it. And he told his prison contact that he planned on killing Deborah, getting the life insurance money, and starting a new life with his girlfriend. And my research had said that way before they had kids and everything, he had screwed around on her and she had found out about it Uh and she'd gone to her father and her father said, everybody makes a mistake, you know. She clearly is a sympathetic woman. Debbie is great. She went through hell. she loved it. That's what happens when people are in love. Love These things happen. Yeah. Well, he got out in 2013 and immediately in Seneca opened up shop online selling medical services. And he changed his name to Tony Hot, H-A-U-T-E, which if you are convicted felon in this country, there is no way you should be legally allowed to change your name. I don't understand how that's possible. But no, the, no, 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 no. I, You're a felon. You don't get to change your name and go underground. That's what bad people do. I agree. But also, with a name like Pignatario, how's he ever going to get a job? Uh, too, bad. too bad. You're not changing your name, buddy. You're not. He could go... He, he, I'm not defending him under you can't. any I won't let you. I'm just saying, like, especially because he didn't leave the area that he was notorious in. Right. How the hell is he... I mean, who would hire so him? So he opens it up. The local investigator go uh, come into him and then he takes off for florida because wait 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 the 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 company that he opened it was cosmetics and lotions and potions and stuff but he was selling it under the guise of it being medical okay and he was saying something it was dna attached to he would take it was mumbo jumbo it it was it was all medical mumbo jumbo and he got slapped and it got taken he had to change and take it down and apparently like it would come down and go right back up and come down and go right back up he's in florida as we speak doing this it, well, or, wait he, again. Is there recently as 2019? Update me. I'm all ears. No, no, no. I, I couldn't find anything earlier than. But like he, he, he's still under the Tony Hot. Tony Hot, and he's living in South Florida. If anybody out there wants to like Google shit out of him, let us know. The, Put it well, on the Facebook page. They we'll had video. Harass him. They had news camera video of him in New York uh-huh. driving a. Uh, it looked like either a Ford LTD or a Mercury Grand Marquis. That big four door, okay. big four. He's in Florida. It was like two years later, uh-huh. same car, yeah. different tags. He's working in Florida as an elder care yep. person. He said as long as he's not pro- he, providing medical services, he can do it. And it says on his website or wherever on his care that he is not a licensed doctor. He is not a doctor. I'm going to pull up everything I can and put it on the group page, on the Facebook, because I want to... I, well, I, yeah, I want to stalk him a little bit I, when I we do go too. down there and see if we can see him just to put a pic, take a picture and put him on the page. Yeah, yeah. Put him on that, our page. Not, Look, we found Panitaria. Hey, hey, Tony, nice rug. <laughs> Can I touch your bolts? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that's the uh, the stomach-turning... And he's the... still wearing the stupid wig! Yeah. And it looks horrible! Fuck you, Tony. Oh, <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Okay, okay, okay. This is just too good. I can't. I can't believe it. As soon as we stopped recording, I typed in Tony Hot Elder Care South Florida or whatever. It came up. He's uh, Hot Cosmetics LLC. His address is three one eight zero. Oh my Northeast. God! No, 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 no. Oh, we're not gonna do the. You're, no, you're gonna bleep that out. No, no, no. Not staying in. No, I didn't. I didn't give the rest you, of the address. No, I'm staying at. Let me have my fun. 
I, that's I'm staying. Gonna, uh, no, uh, yes, yeah, no, no. This is on the Google. Is I don't it? care, Kevin. All right, well, you're not going to create a, 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 a. All right. Anyway, so pulled an it up. Angry mob. So pulled it up. Ty- typed in the address and the Google Street View. First of all, his place is in Oakland <laughs> Park, which is literally on the other side of the street from the Florida Studio. His actual home slash office is. <laughs> I'm laughing. As as maybe is is about a quarter of a mile from the house. No, no, no. Go- I'm going to put this into perspective for these people. I could walk there. Yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I pulled up the uh, Google Street View because I was curious, and then you were saying he was driving a. Uh, it's either a Mercury Grand Marquis or a Ford uh, the the cop cars, whatever the right. Uh, you know. So big, I, I big pulled it and I zoomed in, and I was like, "What color is it?" And you it's were like, like "Kind of tan or yeah. copper." It's there. It's in the driveway. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly what you said. So it, he's he, we're gonna go and take a picture. Well, we're gonna go and fuck with him. You know, a nice toupee. No, oh, we're not. No, but no, no, no. anyway, it's that close I don't to home. Want you inside an angry mob. No, but though. but but there he is. I've I know this house. This is part of my jogging route. Is and it I where know like it. the dirty bookstore and like there was a there was like a like a sex shop or something? No, no, no. That's over by Victoria Park. This okay, is so the, literally. Come, so you come out. You come out of the studio and you go to the left. Like you're heading towards and then the Everglades. There's the church. There's the, the big church. Church is on either side of the street. And then <laughs> then you go over the little bridge. Right. And then you take your second right after that, and he's the first house on the. Left. Second right after that. Okay, I I, I know the general be- area. It's, it's before you it's get not to the- where the little waving mannequin thing it's is. It's before that. It's before. <laughs> And so, it's it's, so in Florida, it's down there in Fort Lauderdale. It's one of those crazy. Worm- There's two or three people that have mannequins with waving arms. Yeah, they're creepy and they as fuck. They dress them up in outfits and stuff. The, yeah, they're kind so of. So it's like I wave every time <laughs> I drive by. It. It's it's two blocks before that. It's three blocks before the Peter Pan Diner. Okay. But anyway, so oh, and then we just did a shout out for the Peter Pan Diner. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, it's that close to home, and I can't wait to see. Well, him. I am telling you, good company in the car. If by some chance we see, if I see that, I will see that car. There will be a picture, and I. will We'll post it on yeah. our thing, but uh, I don't want to incite and mad, I, you know, I angry. Want, I kind of want to stalk them now. Oh, well, but anyway, all right. Well, anyway, you're, you're <laughs> thanks, thanks again for listening. All right, <laughs> Bye. Bye.